Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover, all for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5,000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5,000. Enjoy. I'm glad to welcome back a personal and professional friend of mine. It's so funny. Uh, our guest, uh, not that it's funny, but let me tell you, uh, David Marks, seasoned political journalist, author, and public speaker. Most recently, he served as editor-in-chief of Silicon Valley-based politics, and he continues to enjoy a long career covering politics and government in D.C. He frequently uh, visits there for work and pleasure, lives in Northern Cal, and is author of Dog Whistles, Walkbacks, and Washington Handshakes, Decoding the Jargon, Slang, and Bluster of American Political Speech. David, I swear to God, the other uh, – the, the, I was – thinking about you this morning and was so excited that you were on because I was going to tell Andrew, you know what, I want to I want to talk to David about Hillary and some of this other stuff. There's just so much stuff coming out. Hillary, Donald, and voila, you were already booked for today. So I'm really glad to have you on. Good afternoon. <laughs> Good to be here. So happy to be back with you. Yeah, I swear to God, I'm not, you know, I'm not making it. You know when, like, you know, you, you think about somebody and then they call you and they think you're full of crap, but you're not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not full of crap, I swear. <laughs> Glad it's, I'm glad it worked out one way or another. Uh, most uh, definitely. Most definitely. Um, Hillary's classified email, some people would say it's much ado about nothing. I was on Sean Hannity's radio show who would not say that. Uh, I Actually, I'm on later. I recorded it earlier today. Uh, but, you know, this is what – correct me if I'm, I'm wrong here, David, and, and, and let's be clear. There are mm-hmm. people that are saying there are some lies that – Hillary has told, and I'm not sure they're lies. So let, let's take a few of those one at a time, okay? One, okay. conservatives will say Hillary felt that she only needed to have, you know, one smartphone for everything. And now people are saying, well, she didn't just have one smartphone. I mean, she had a BlackBerry, which was her smartphone. Uh, she had a computer. She had a laptop. Did she technically lie, or is this just semantics about the type of equipment she's using when she said, I thought it'd be best to have everything all in one place? to know precisely whether she lied because so much of this material is classified and of course the justice department the fbi is not releasing what she said to whom and what here and there it, it some of it is fishy i've got to say it, it it is odd that she kind of used a lot of personal devices but i don't think it's clear that she actually lied about any of this And when she said she sent an email to her husband and Bill Clinton said he only sent one email and that's when he was president, he's not a big email guy, doesn't use email, that doesn't mean she didn't send him an email, right? I mean, we technically don't know as of yet what is on that server that was deleted. Uh, that's true. Although I got to say, if she, she knows her husband better than anybody else, it seems odd she would send him one if it wasn't likely to get replied to. But so she pro- she probably has good technical answers for each of these. But in the court of public opinion, that's what really matters. Unless, of course, the Justice Department is really bearing down on her. And let's talk about that too. 
Um, conservatives, I feel, are you know wanting the email to be uh, well. Before we get to that, there are those that say, "Well, look, you know, the Washington Post, which is more liberal leaning, uh, the Inspector General, the list goes on, are saying that there are actual lies here. There, uh, you know, are approximately what 350 emails they say that uh, were uh, top secret or you know have high level of security. But David, mm-hmm. is it clear? That these were sent by her or received, uh, you know, received by her or sent from her and specifically were labeled and marked as such at that time. And I say that because what we're seeing is a lot of people are saying, well, in hindsight or the text of the email is secret or classified, but the subject matter doesn't state that. Yeah, some of these apparently were labeled classified after the fact. That's not unusual with intelligence or even with State Department diplomatic material. So I think she she probably is correct technically in saying that she didn't send or basically didn't traffic in classified material. That much is accurate. Uh, Again, whether that flies in the face of public opinion or not, it, it... it's still an open question, but she's probably probably clear of legal jeopardy here. And, and talking about legal jeopardy, there have no, been no charges brought. Um, could there be charges brought against her? If so, people are saying, "Look, you know, I mean, how likely is it they're going to charge Hillary Rodham Clinton with espionage? Because that's what it really <laughs> would come down to, right? Or or with um, violating federal violating federal law, which changed when she got into office." Um, you know, were there threats of national security? Conservatives today are saying that the Russians and the Chinese have copies of all those emails. We are sure of it. Um, you know, spreading fear once again. You know, I think if she said, I'm not going to run for president tomorrow. I have health problems. I got to back out of the race. We would never hear the words Benghazi or email or server with relation to her ever again. Well, sure. She she was actually quite popular when she left the State Department in January 2013, and it's only since she's re-entered the political fray that she, her reputation has taken a hit, that she be, she's become the subject of these kind of political attacks. So, yeah, you're right. If she if she withdrew from the race, we would not hear any of these words again. It's very words again. It's very political. Political. That doesn't mean I, I would say that there isn't perhaps some merit to some of these charges, but so far there does not seem to be evidence of illegalities. Do you think Senator Bernie Sanders is doing better? Um, he was uh, the number one pick at the Iowa, um, you know, county fair um, and uh, the Iowa state fair. Excuse me. And, of course, we see his numbers are great in New Hampshire. But is it because of the emails or is it because Bernie's just offering something different? We'll come back to my buddy David Mark and yours right after this. You want to join in the conversation? Give us a buzz. 888-6LESLIE. Don't go away. Leslie Marshall, the simple truth in a complicated world. Give her a call now at 888-6LESLIE. We're talking with David Mark, and we're talking about Hillary, and we're talking about emails and that server. Um, D- uh, David, uh, I asked you before the break about uh, Senator Sanders and how he's doing well in New Hampshire and also in Iowa. When I was looking at some of the polling in New Hampshire, it tends to be more of the outlier polls um, that show him doing well and uh, some that aren't as um, – don't have the strongest track record. But l- let's talk about this. Is Bernie Sanders coming up and Hillary going down? as a result of the emails, the server, and that type of thing? 
indirectly, Bernie Sanders has been really careful, actually, not to go too negative on Hillary Clinton. He's just sort of done so obliquely from the side. But inherent in what he's saying is that I'm the guy who cares about issues, that you don't have these scandals. There's no hint of scandal regarding Bernie Sanders. He just puts out ideas there. So I think he's trying to be Mr. Clean on the issues while letting Hillary kind of stew in her own email scandals. Is this a scandal? Is this much ado about nothing? Um, I think it's most likely much much ado about nothing. Um, But I never thought the Swift Boat veterans would stop a guy, derail a guy from being president, (laughs) and that's what happened with John Kerry. Right. This, like all the other Clinton scandals over the years, this has the the potential to cut to the bone and do real damage to her. I, the Clinton. She's not, this, David. She is not a stupid woman. The Clintons are not stupid. She knew she wanted to run for president, you know, before she was even Secretary of State. Why? Th- th- this was reckless behavior. This was stupid. I'm going to say it, even though I support her and have the bumper sticker for her for president on my car. My question is, why? You know, why do you think? You know, being very intelligent, knowing that they were going to, you know, do everything, including get a proctologist if they could, uh, to mm-hmm. check everything, uh, you know, uh, in her, check her literally inside out orifices as well. Why would why would she have done this or allowed this? Why would maybe Bill's not, you know, email or server savvy, but why wouldn't somebody have advised her otherwise? Because she felt she could get away with it. (laughs) She has her, she and her husband have a record of being able to do just such things. And she's probably But why would she want to? I mean, I don't, I personally don't think there's anything she would put in writing about Benghazi or anything else that would cause her damage, take her down or derail a presidency. Do you? No, I don't think it was done with conspiratorial motives. I think she's just a very private person. I think that's kind of like how they operate. And for whatever reason, they thought they this would not come back. Maybe she didn't know she was going to run for president. That's entirely possible. I actually I don't agree. thought she was done. <laughs> I'll say that openly. So maybe that was part of it. And And – you know, looking at this server, I mean, the people that I've heard from, people we've had on our show that are experts, FBI is going to be able to get anything that was deleted. I mean, she is not, you know, the head of a terrorist organization. And if we right. don't trust the FBI to uncover these emails, then we might as well bend over, kiss our asses goodbye with regard to national security and protection against terrorism when they're, you know, <laughs> usually going through, you know, deleted emails and servers uh, to uh, resurrect information in order to thwart terrorist attacks here and throughout the world. Yeah, it, you would think they'd be able to recover this information. It, it does seem odd that it's so arduous, particularly since it was just on a server at a hosting company in Colorado. It doesn't seem like it would be that difficult to come up with these backups. Again, I think she, like you, I think she'll probably be exonerated when this is all said and done and that there isn't uh, anything that's really probably going to persuade people to vote against her. People, if vote, potential voters were not going to back her, are, get, are upset with her over this, they, they weren't going to vote for her anyway. And her campaign knows that. So that just goes with the territory. Uh, is this a scandal, I had asked? I'm sorry, I was asking you so many questions. Rapid fire there. So is this a scandal? Not yet. If, <laughs> there, if some information turns up that 
somehow she was derelict with classified information. That could be. But, again, there's a lot of ifs in that scenario. There's no reason to think that's the case. So to answer your question, no, it's not a scandal at this point and probably won't become one. Is this all they have on her because they're harping on this, or are they really going with this and gunning for this because her approval ratings have gone down, her the, the gap has narrowed, but then again, David, you and I talked about this a while back, and we expected this to happen with the numbers. I mean, she wasn't going to have you know a 30% lead over everybody forever, correct? No, uh, of course. She was always going to have uh, face some kind of challenge. Now, it's interesting that Bernie Sanders, of all people, the senator from Vermont, so, uh, self-declared socialist, is the one who's really giving her a, a run for her money. I don't think most people really expected that kind of thing to happen, but uh, inevitably it was going to close. I think a lot of people are uncomfortable with the notion of a coronation, that it's her turn. Now, that's offset by the fact that she would be the first female president. So I think that's boosting her as well. But I think her campaign always factored, always figured on a rather tough race. Is this enough to push that woman off the platform and to put uh, Bernie Sanders up? And question B to that, talk to me about Biden and Gore. Because I think I think Gore running is malarkey, as Biden would say. But I, I think uh, a run by Biden is a possibility. He's probably considering it right now on vacay in South Carolina. Yeah, I think Biden is actively considering it. All reports suggest that he's reaching out to advisors, friends, colleagues, and getting a sense of how realistic this thing is. It would certainly be fascinating to see him go up against Hillary because they, of course, worked so get together so closely in the Obama administration. They're pretty much the same on issues, although they have had a few key differences at times. I think for Biden, he's basically saying to Democratic Party activists and voters, I'm your insurance policy, your escape hatch. If somehow things blow up with Hillary, email, whatever scandals it might be, I'm here. I'm with you on all the issues, and I can jump in. That's not likely to happen, but I think he's positioning himself that way. Do you, you think, and you say it's not likely to happen, why? Do you still think she'll be the nominee? I mean, maybe she won't get New Hampshire. Do you think she'll lose Iowa to Sanders? And if so, she has the rest of the states, doesn't she? Yeah, I'm not even sure she will lose those states. I think actually between the two, New Hampshire is probably the most vulnerable because there are a lot of progressives from Vermont who have moved over the Connecticut River into western New Hampshire. So I think she actually could face a real challenge in, in that state. But, yeah, she's got the, the next run of states in South Carolina. Nevada is probably pretty strongly in her camp. She actually did pretty well there in 2008. So I think she's still in, probably in a commanding position, maybe not overwhelming, but still pretty strong. Let's talk about who'd be on that other platform. What's your take on Trump, David? And do you really think that he could become the GOP nominee? I can't see this guy ever being president because he does not. I've said it a million times. People get sick of it. He does not play nice with others. <laughs> That's just what some people like about him. Trump seems to have a, a – 
support range of 20 to 24, 25 percent. His unfavorable rating is pretty strong, so he's not likely to go over 25 percent maximum. I think that makes it difficult for him to win the Republican nomination. But he could be kingmaker. He could have a big role in it. And he's sucking up all the oxygen, to use a cliche. Anytime Scott Walker or Jeb Bush or somebody else tries to come on, break out, he just stomps all over them. So he's going to command the spotlight for a good time to come. And the other candidates are probably just going to have to wait him out. Perhaps the one with the most money will do well, will, will be the person, Jeb Bush, maybe Scott Walker. I, I actually think John Kasich, governor of Ohio. Ohio has the best shot, but we shall see. Who is um, – so you don't think it will be Donald Trump on that platform? I, I don't. I, I just think he's limited in his support. His unfavorables are too high. It's also unclear how much money he'll really want to spend going after the presidency. Right now, he's basically just kind of helicoptering in, having his bodyguards around, Voters in Iowa, South Carolina, New Hampshire, they're used to seeing presidential candidates up close in their living rooms. That can get awfully expensive, and it's not clear he really wants to spend all of that. Uh, and, and do you think that he'll break off, run as an independent, or in the 11th hour, just flee? <laughs> I think it depends how well he does in the Republican primaries. If he gets knocked out early, he, that might prompt him to be, go more the independent route. With him, it seems about respect. That's, that's just a rather big ego. It, no surprise there. Yeah. You, you, would also, you had also talked about percentages. When you talk about like 20, 24, 25 percent, it seems like a huge lead because there's so many other opponents right now correct i mean the the percentage break is is split up among you know what you know 14 others 15 others well that's right and so no none of the other candidates are really like within striking distance with him by half he's if he has just on average of say 24 percent the closest any rival has come is about 12 percent at one point in one survey, it was Jeb Bush. Another time, Ben Carson. Ted Cruz held that second slot in another time. But none of them has come even remotely close to being up with him. So right now, he's still got that commanding lead. And there's every reason to think that'll hold for a while. Of course, until it doesn't, until he says something crazy. And no, he, you, he, seems know, he says something crazy. He seems to be a master at spinning it back in, you know, for his benefit. Um, or doing something the next day that makes people forget or, you know, creates a, another diversion. When we look at his numbers, let, let's look at the breakdown. Is it true, mm-hmm. David, that this is a fraction of the fraction of the Republican Party that is supporting this guy? Well, it's it'd be interesting to see what surveys actually show about who these people are. So far, it seems like on immigration, he's kind of in line with most Republicans. <laughs> he's kind of a little further out, but he's not really out of the mainstream. So I think it's more style as mu- more as much as anything else. And people like the fact that he's willing to stick it to established politicians and say whatever, say unorthodox, un- politically incorrect things. And when we look at Hillary's uh, numbers, do do we know? I mean, is is she losing support from her own party because of these emails? Are they going uh, to Bernie? And then let's talk about uh, you know uh, trustworthiness. Do you need to be trusted by the American public to win? 
it certainly helps. <laughs> and then that's where I think Donald Trump really has the biggest problem is that there's his unfavorable ratings are just so high at this point. And so if he could somehow actually win the Republican nomination, he would still have a really uphill battle in the general election. The thing about uh, about Bernie Sanders is you might agree with him, you might not, but he believes what he says. There is no doubt about no, the I do agree with that. of his message. I do, I, I do agree. I do agree with that. Yeah. And he, mm-hmm. also, he also went on the soapbox. Hillary didn't. Donald Trump didn't. Um, you know, he was very he's very present in Iowa and very um, attainable uh, for the people. And some people don't feel that, you know, they, they look. Trump comes in on the helicopter. As a matter of fact, I thought Bernie Sanders is hysterical. He's talking on the soapbox. Trump's helicopter just flies overhead and Bernie goes true to, true to, to his personality. Oh, look. Oh, look, it's Donald Trump. I'm sorry I forgot my <laughs> helicopter. It, it's it's in the garage getting repaired in Vermont. I'll bring it next time. And the crowd laughed. And it was smart because I mean Trump's flying over and he's trying to do his thing, you know, his gig, um, you know, which is uh, which is really cute. Who is, if 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 you were advising Hillary Clinton, who would you tell her is the most difficult candidate for her to beat, and and hope and pray that person's not on that platform. I would say on the Republican side, Ohio Governor John Kasich. I've long thought his populist style, his broad-based support, the fact that he won re-election overwhelmingly in Ohio, and he's still pretty darn conservative, I think that makes him the most formidable opponent. Now, there's a lot of time. We, we don't know how he'd really be tested, but he's, he's a fighter. He's been on the nas- national stage for a long time. So I would say him, Marco Rubio, senator from Florida, would be a, a close second in that he's not running a flashy campaign, but he's serious about the issues. He showed that in that first Republican debate where he was talking about the global economy and complex financial instruments. Again, you might agree with him or not, but he seemed to be in command of the issue. So I would say Kasich and Rubio at this point. Okay, Rubio. Yeah, I don't find Rubio a threat. Kasich, I agree, because he's got more moderate views on things like immigration. Uh, he's well-liked. He's done well in his state. He's actually a likable guy. I mean, he's a likable guy, but, you know, being likable doesn't always win it. Uh, well, we are out of time. David, you know I'll have you back on soon. When you come to SoCal, we have to have cocktails. I miss you. <laughs> David Mark. Huh? Anytime, Leslie. Any, anytime. Sounds good. Uh, that's my buddy, David Mark. Pick up a copy of his book. It's a really, really good read. Uh, he is the author of Dog Whistles, Walkbacks, and Washington Handshakes, Decoding the Jargon, Slang, and Bluster of American Political Speech. You can find it on Amazon and all the other places online. The website for David is davidmark.org. And his Twitter handle, follow him there, at davidmark, M-A-R-K-D-C. <laughs> 